When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on. You're ready. Welcome. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Do you put on an accent when you call it? No, I don't oh. call. I'll order Can you over. imagine Mahoney? Hello. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. See, I thought you were saying that you put on an accent so that they don't detect your whiteness. <laughs> no, I order over the app. All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends, and thank you for joining us. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, they're saying that uh, space junk is going to kill someone in the next 10 years. I mean, that'd be kind of a cool way to go out, though, for real. Yeah. Somebody space junk just flying and hitting you in your head? How'd Mahoney <laughs> die? Space, space junk. junk. Straight to the forehead. Doink. Better, better than earth junk. Yeah. Better than earth junk. That was deep, Mahoney. Earth, you know? earth yeah. junk is fairly unimpressive compared to space junk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, if you traveled all the way from outer space to come murder me, I'd be like, thanks, man. I, I mean, appreciate the effort. Your junk. I appreciate the effort. You but, murdered me with your huge junk from outer space. But I think what they're talking about here is the, you know, thousands of satellites that we have yeah. that are just floating around yeah. the uh, the old planet. It's pretty scary. I mean, especially whenever you think back to a lot of the movies that have been made and done over the, like the last 20, 30 years now. And a lot of it is just, you know, asteroids or meteors coming down to Earth or in this case, a satellite coming down I to Earth and crushing us. So I don't think we need to worry about this too much because if they're saying 10 years... And we can kind of track where these things are going to fall out of orbit from. So that's one of the things that's also good. We know where they are. We know where they're, the general area where they're going to land. We can shoot it down. I mean, you, you look at what they have over in like the Middle East, the Iron Dome stuff that is yeah. wild. If you've ever seen in action, like just apply that to the damn fallen satellites. Well, it was just last week that a dead NASA satellite crashed back down to Earth, and they're saying it had a 1 in 2,500 chance of killing someone. 1 in how long? Big? 1 in 2,500 chance of killing somebody. I think that's pretty good odds. As somebody that has done a lot of gambling in my life. I'll take that. Yeah, that's pretty good I'll odds. take that sweat. Yeah, I'll take that. That's, sure. That's fine. It's not even a sweat. Yeah. It's fine. Tell tell where the satellite's supposed to fall. It's way more stand. dangerous driving. I'll go stand there. It's way more dangerous driving. For sure it is. It feels like a, like a whale's going to get it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of ocean. Might fall in there. And whales are so unnecessarily large. What do you do with hit. all that size? I could take a hit. Nothing. Yeah. Just, put, me? Try, try Squash me like a bug. <laughs> them, they lose a tail. <laughs> lose a tail. Dude, if you're a whale without a tail. Oh, whale tail. <laughs> then you are not meant for the 2000s. If, if somebody's whale tail got knocked off, I bet Audrey would wear it back in the 90s. I, dude, <laughs> I'm 31. I wish. That I would have thrived. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I would have been whaling and tailing all you over town. You would have had the best lower back tattoo. I say that. She would have had a barbed wire arm tattoo. For sure. 100%. My mother, love her. She's got a tram stamp. Does so she? I what is know. It? Is it a dolphin? 
It's like something. It's a sun. It's a sun. It's a sun. It's something. I don't quite know what it is. A tribal sun. In with the zodiac sign. Yeah. Your mom was probably a good time back. Don't you talk about my mother like that. She's a great time. She's a nice lady. She's a great time. She's a nice lady. Not just a good one, a great one. Great time. Some good news today as well. What do we got? A seventh grader by the name of Dylan is rightfully being hailed as a hero because he stopped the school bus after the driver of the bus just passed out while driving it with a whole bunch of kids in it. That's scary. Uh, hey, like, what are you doing, driver, man? I mean, I think <laughs> he just, it was a health scare. No, I know, but like, hey, like, there's few jobs. Don't you shame him? Uh, nah, <laughs> man, you got a bus full of kids. This is not the time to be having a health scare. Yeah. Like he can ah, choose. Yeah, Narcoleptic. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Be better. <laughs> You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So this is uh, interesting, Audrey, because I'm, I'm seeing you morph into your true self in real time. So you recently moved into a new apartment building, and you you mentioned that there is a bunch of younger people that live there. Yes. And <laughs> at first you were like, oh, I want to go to the pool party. I want to do this. I want to do that. And now so you, I'm friends. <laughs> you are becoming your true self, well. which is becoming the den mother of your building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, I'm the uh, what are they, the RAs? Yes. <laughs> Exactly what it is. Like, like legit, Mahoney, you are spot on. So the other day I was like walking towards, because I have valet trash where I can just leave the bag outside of my door, but I'm also like five paces to my right to the actual trash room. So I'm like, okay. Well, Do you like, like does you throw, throw the trash down like a chute? Chute, yeah. Oh, that's, that's fun. That is fun. That is yeah. fun. Yeah. So I mean, like I could be lazy, just stick it outside of my door. Or but, I could just like take it down to the trash. Do you smelly room. trash even outside of your That's door if somebody's going to come I, pick it up? Yeah, because I've got carpet. Yeah, yeah I don't and I'm right by the. And honestly, I'm doing a courtesy for the floor as well. If I put trash out, I'm right by um, the parking lot and also by the elevator. So I don't want people smelling trash right by both of those things. So whenever they come in, I don't want it to smell like garbage. Or the paparazzi going through your trash yeah. because you're exactly. you know Huge a celebrity. So, so, is there anything worse in life than a leaky trash bag? Nothing. Oh no. Oh, Dude, it's just such panic. You're just like, ah, oh, you do the thing where you're doing the weird waddle and you're trying to carry it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse, honestly. So, but I mean, so instead of doing that, I, you know, like I said, I like taking it just to the trash chute. And I noticed the other day, guys, some drama on my floor. Oh, no. And this is how I know I live amongst the youngs because they put, somebody put a very petty note with like curse words on it. They printed out curse words? Like they went they to their little- They hand wrote to them. They hand wrote it. They wrote out, what was it? The they were words? like, yes. <gasps> they were like, don't put, because I guess sometimes, you know, you can get those bigger trash bags and they won't fit in the chute. They uh-huh. just won't. The, like the black ones for yes. like yard waste? Yes. Okay. So somebody has some of those and they've been filling it to the brim and leaving it outside of the trash chute on the floor. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, don't put your beep trash on the beep floor. And I, they wrote out the F word twice? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and then someone co-signed what they wrote. Someone was like, yeah, these lazy boop, boop, boop. I was like, oh my God, I ripped that thing off so so fast. I was like, now on my floor. No, 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 no that negativity. Right that negative not, energy. They're not wrong though. I know, but I just feel like put a, put a, a an order in through the office then and have them send out a mass email because there's nothing more embarrassing than feeling like you're the one who's the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. then also, if you're leaving it out there, they've got cameras. They can figure out who's the ones doing it. You know? Thanks for coming to Audrey's TED Talk about being effectively passive aggressive, you guys. Don't be... Ca- 
I just, it's funny because I didn't know if I was trying to like monitor the floor with positive energy or if I'm no. just like becoming I bet I the ask old you grumpy lady on Dave, the floor. Did you, did you take the, the sign down and then drop it down the trash chute? I, did, I threw it away. I crumbled it up. <laughs> Dave, I bet Audrey gets a sign on her door now yeah. about not taking down other signs. That's right. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a... Leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Why are you guys missing the mark when it comes to merch? Because you, I'm pretty sure, just have shirts, right? Well, I mean, what about socks, beach towels? Get it together because I would actually get all of them. I love you guys. Huge, huge fan. Message deleted. Well, I appreciate that, but I, I don't feel like the... Uh, the the market? Well, yeah. The market doesn't call for that. You do, sir. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like logoed beach towels had their day in the sun, quite literally, and uh, and those are gone. It was like back in the day you'd see like the Marlboro beach towels yeah. or like the Corona beach towels. In fact, I think I bought a Corona beach towel because I was a douchebag. I had uh, one too. <laughs> I'm also a douche. Nice. Welcome All you aboard. wanted was that chrome <laughs> Corona cooler that yeah. was promotional and then you realize after it sits out in the sun all day long, Scalding it's a hot. billion degrees. Because yes. I had one of those too. Yeah. They had teeny tiny handles. It wasn't the kind the that worst. you could like pull and roll. Yeah. It didn't have wheels on it. You had to pick it up with teeny tiny handles and so there was no way to avoid the scalding hot Corona cooler, unless you took your branded Corona towel, dunked that in the lake or the pool, and then covered it and carried it like Dave, that. Dave, let me ask you this. Yeah. Why were coolers without wheels for so long? Like, we've had the wheel for what? Since caveman. 100,000 plus years. Sure. At, least, at least since the Flintstones. Yeah. At least. Yeah, party rubble. So why, in this modern era, do they still make coolers that are larger than, let's just say, a handheld one that don't have wheels. I think they're supposed to be put in places like boats. Yeah, but still, you can wheel your cooler to the boat and then you just plop it on dock? the boat. You yeah, think you want to yeah. carry a big-ass no. cooler? No, I don't Audrey? think you want to, but I think that they're they're meant for places that... Because the wheels don't retract inside. That's Is what there, I would That's what I would ask, like for it to pop in like a, like a Healy. Remember those shoes? Yeah. You could click it... And then they right would in. come out and in. Like, I feel like that's what the wheel should do on like, certain coolers so they fit into, like, uh, spaces and places that a wheel can't go in. Like landing gear on an airplane. Sure. Sure, yeah. Is, is it's going to get the, stuck and it's going to have to circle the airport for yeah, 38 minutes. Yeah. We're looking at you, JetBlue. Uh-huh. Always, always you. JetBlue. <laughs> it's always you, JetBlue. Please leave a message after the tone. What's better, a sick-ass guitar solo or a sick-ass drum solo? I don't know, but there's something about a killer drum solo that just gets me going. Message deleted. I'm feral for a yeah, guitar you're solo. Wrong. Of course, you're, he's wrong. I mean, you're, like, I appreciate, everybody can appreciate a great drum solo, but a masterfully done guitar solo. All the reverb. Yeah. I want it to sound grimy. Yeah. You like, know what I mean? Give like, me I, them distortion pedals. For real. Yeah. Like, I want it to sound like I am in a dive bar and, like, the, I can't even see past the smoke. So it's just, like, the sound of the music coming Bluesy. through. Bluesy. Yes. All day. Swing. And he's, like, <laughs> always his eyes are closed. I do. Yeah. This is Dave and Mahoney. Have you ever had that sinking feeling where you leave something behind in an Uber? 
Oh, yeah. I've left a wallet behind before. I've left a pile of vomit behind before. My dignity. Uh, yeah, I've, I've made some mistakes in an Uber before, Dave. Yeah, yeah. There's There was a recent article that was put out about some of the, uh, the weirdest things that have been left behind in an Uber, uh, and that was put together by actual Uber drivers. Okay. okay. Would you like to hear some of them? Sure. Uh, a fog machine? I mean, fog machine. that's probably like a DJ. I feel like if you are carrying around a fog machine, it would be really hard to misplace your fog machine? Aren't fog machines kind of small? Not really. No, oh, they're large. They have smaller ones. Right. But, but I mean, but even I mean, the smaller even ones are like, the size of a, like, a, at a least of a... mini case? Yeah. Or a mini stereo? Like a large, yeah. Like a st- back in the day, that's a great example of, like, the, the stereo you used to carry on your shoulder. Yes. Which, that's also a vibe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bring back the boombox. Uh, an ankle monitor? An ankle How monitor. How do you slip out of that thing? I don't feel like that was an accident. I feel like, like hey, baby, you want to slip into something more comfortable? Take off like that ankle monitor. Not an ankle monitor. monitor. <laughs> uh, a unicycle? Huh. Yeah, okay. I, I feel like that person leave it in the trunk. In the trunk. In the trunk, yeah. Forget about your unicycle. How'd you're you drunk, get there? You're drunk and unicycling you and you can't got be tired. Drunk unicycling? Yeah, that's why you called an Uber. Uber. Fair. Yeah. You, you went out unicycling and then you got drunk. Yeah. Pregnancy test? Oh, oh, it wasn't what? used, was it? How do you forget <laughs> that? Uh, 16 ounces of fake blood. Okay. A uh, remote controlled adult toy, if you will. Uh, uh-huh. Why you got to yeah. go get that back? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. A uh, Star Wars style lightsaber. Dork. I mean, that's just, just sad. Dork. Two fingernails. Oh, fingernails. like the press ons. They got to be press ons. Got to be. Uh, a fake tooth. And this press on's got to be Harry from Home Alone. This is all found in the same Uber. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, a single Gucci loafer. Okay, and yeah. Per- and perhaps my favorite, the last one on the list, is a Danny DeVito Christmas ornament. I mean, just so many things lost, Dave, and Easy to probably will never be reunited with their owners. Very small ornament. See, whenever um, I saw an article, I, I don't know if it was this one, Dave, but one similar where they were talking about the pets that have been left. Yeah, there was an assortment of animals. Oh, was this one too? A toy oh my. poodle and some hamsters and Who two turtles. A whole poodle behind two, two two turtles and a rat. This sounds like <laughs> the worst Christmas song of all time. It sounds like an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Two turtles and a rat. Send a rat and one tiny Gucci slipper. Like, who left all that behind? It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. There is a certain person, a certain person. so vile, so arrogant, a middle ground between horrible and useless, useless, a culinary and retail nightmare, a person who we call Karen. Karen, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Why? These are the Karen Chronicles. There are certain people out there that think that the entire world revolves around them. Every one of their last whims must be delighted every time that they go out. Otherwise, they must speak to a manager immediately. Dave, we live in a world (laughs) where with the stroke of a key, a Karen or a Darren can bring down a culinary or service empire. I love that you added your Foley into that, Mahoney. You do take a lot of pride in your Foley whenever we're typing out. That's not. That's not fake keyboard typing. That is legitimate keyboard foley. Ma- Mahoney actually went out and purchased a new louder keyboard so you could hear him stroking the keys as we went through these reviews. All real reviews and 
very well-reviewed establishments in general. So this first one here is the Shogun Japanese Steakhouse and Sushi in Naperville, Illinois. It's got four and a half out of five stars. Nina C said five out of five. Shogun was great. Went for hibachi, and the food was delicious. Renee K said, we went there for our fifth wedding anniversary, a cold, snowy day capped off by a great hibachi restaurant. Couldn't have been better. Sounds like a, a wonderful place, Dave. Well, until you get to Karen's review, Karen O said one out of five stars. Do not eat ever at they will serve you contaminated food what if i die it isn't ain't right food safety is paramount there is no but you have to get it right the first time and oops this is how we do things you could have killed me my server came over and he put our meat down on the table and it was completely raw it was right next to my rice it could have contaminated my rice and when i said something to the manager she said well that's how hibachi goes um no food safety trumps culture cooking styles in any restaurant's motto she sounds like one of those people who likes her food all separated no touchy touchy yeah uh, that, that is actually literally how hibachi works though. like have you never they cook it in front of you never been to a hibachi place ever, Karen. I love it when they toss those little shrimp my way. I act all bashful. Yeah, like, like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. If I were to choke... Sucky neck, sucky neck. If I were to choke on one of those shrimp that they threw into my throat, I, you know, I wouldn't even have my family sue. That, 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 that's how, that's you how I want to go. Yeah. That's how I want to die. <laughs> Be like, throw the whole filet at me. I want to eat it like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> This next one is the Mary Shelley. It's a goth bar in Buffalo, New York. Ooh, Mary Shelley Frankenstein, writer. That's yeah. a really cool name of a bar. Four and a half out it. of five stars. IVV said uh, five out of five. It's a whole vibe. They have, have absinthe. The people are cool. I seriously loved it. They have absinthe. Okay. Leah said five out of five. My brother and I had the best time at the Mary Shelley. There was a DJ, and it was Cedric's birthday. <laughs> Shout out to Sid, whoever you are. Okay, Leah. Uh, Karen W. did not have a good experience, and it's one out of five stars. I could feel it blocks away just the energy. Everything was turning bleak, but I decided to take my friend Sharon's advice and go forward with my excursion. The instant I walked in, my response is, why is this place so demonic? There was one man sitting at the bar with a trench coat, strange facial hair, and he told me that many people in there are Satan worshipers. I felt the darkness and evil truly taking over me in that moment. I had to leave before something bad happened. I will never go back. I saw the mocking look on their faces as I left. Well, you won't be able to mock me from hell. You're an idiot. Mary Shelley is literally a horror writer. Like, you're an idiot. Wasn't there a Frankenstein movie called From Hell? Probably, also, sure. Yeah. We'll just say yes because I don't know. And so, but I don't know. I just agree. If I am in hell, I am 100% still mocking you, Karen. Absolutely. 100%. I have eternity to yes. mock you, and it will delight me for all of it. Uh, the last one here is the chill sack beanbag chair. So if you're not familiar, it's a, like the oversized beanbags. So oh, you see how big that thing is? I like that. It's chill the, sack. the image kind has... Kind of expensive, they are. surprising. It's... A giant like beanbag. 200 bucks for a oh, beanbag. No. Well, I've this, seen it for six. Th- th- this one probably is one of the more $600 uh-huh. ones because it has two people sitting on it and there's room for a third or fourth person. Sure. It's got 4.1 out of five stars, over 2,000 reviews on Amazon. And this first one uh, from Astro is maybe a little bit too glowing. It said five out of five stars. This beanbag chair has changed my life and given me hope for the future in which I intend to perhaps own three or four overlapping in a small, perfectly sunken area in my floor space. It could make room 
and I would be able to trudge through the foam and faux fur before finding that ultimate and final rest. I hate this person. Please bow your heads with me and let us pray for this miraculous future. Boo, I hate you. <laughs> Can I Karen that person? Well, Karen is coming in hot with one out of five stars. Not only does this beanbag completely consume you and keep you stuck in an uncomfortable purgatory all day, but there are other consequences that I have encountered as well. This beanbag traps farts. <laughs> all shapes, sizes, and creeds of farts. And my husband sits here farting for hours and hours, and then the farts are absorbed into the beanbag, and you don't smell them again until you sit down later on the beanbag, and the fumes are released. It is a real-life whoopee cushion, and it is awful. <laughs> it's the Dave and Mahoney Show. Blitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So I was bummed, like I think a lot of people were, when we heard the news that Jerry Springer had passed away at 79 years old. Uh, and he was laid to rest in a private ceremony with his family and close friends. But they're actually planning a public get-together, a celebration of his life in the near future. And uh, they're saying it's scheduled to happen on May 16th in Cincinnati. But if you go to that event, like you kind of have to throw a chair, right? Yes. Yeah. I, in, I mean, you have honor. to marry a cousin. Yeah. You have to, like, you got a chance, Steve. Steve, 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 Steve. I love even, Steve. Even though Steve forsake Jerry. Steve went he on to, show. He has, went on he, his own. I think he still has his own show. The Steve Wilco show? Yeah, I think he's still. I think it's still going strong. We yeah. had a chance. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you ever had a, or I know I had a chance to meet Jerry Spring, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, excuse me, Jerry Springer on a, a couple occasions. Yeah, very nice. Extraordinarily nice. Incredibly nice. Incredibly professional. Could not be cooler. He raised and, me. He, I think he raised a lot of us. I distinctly remember my freshman year in college. It was a thing where I would get done with class, and whatever time his show was on, it mm-hmm. synced up perfectly with me going back to the dorm. And I would walk in the dorm in the front door, and then in the lobby, they had a little TV, Jerry. and everyone would be gathered around. There'd be like thirty people. You couldn't in there believe what you were seeing. It was wild at that point Crazy. in time. But we always hit like Audrey. You're a little bit younger than us, and so I hid my watching of Jerry Springer from my parents. And I think you were already out of the house, Dave, by yeah. the time you were watching, because I know that probably wouldn't have flown well, in your house. Absolutely But not. did your mom know that you were watching Jerry Springer, so Audrey? we mentioned my mother's uh, lower back tattoo earlier. She yeah. didn't, uh, she definitely, she was the TV the, yeah. raised me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was a TV kid, and I remember distinctly the type of mother that I, that I grew up with. I knew that when 10 o'clock hit and Howard Stern was on on E, that was time for me to go up to bed, or 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever time yeah. it was on she, E. She wasn't shutting that show off. She was shutting her kid off. Absolutely. Oh, you you go upstairs. Yeah. So whenever I was home alone, like say if I was like sick and stayed home or whatever, mm-hmm. it was Jerry Springer uh-huh. or, and uh, uh, Maury. Maury. With the oh, two. Yeah. Sally Jesse Raphael was always my my jam. Yeah. And then Donahue. What about but, Ricky Lake? Ricky. No, and I also loved Ricky <laughs> yeah. too. And what Rosie. I watched them all. I, I loved it. I remember it. when Rosie O'Donnell was nice. She was the queen of nice. That was she like was. literally her. I watched with my mom every day Rosie O'Donnell. Isn't it wild and that the I, same playbook with Rosie O'Donnell and then Ellen happened where... And it's the same. They're just same thing. toxic, horrible, fake. So but, fake. But you there are so it. many dudes who were in the same predicament, but it doesn't necessarily turn out 
the way it has for Ellen and for Rosie but, oh, because yeah. they put it in their contracts yeah, to like leave Steve them Harvey's alone. Yeah, just like, I, I just want no one to look me in the eye. And we Literally already know he's a contract. piece of garbage. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you circle it back around. You take Ellen, you take Rosie, and they, you know, they, they, they play off as super, super nice. Ricky Lake, from all accounts that I've ever heard of, is super nice. Yeah. But look at Jerry... Jerry Springer. Yeah. You know, he had the trashiest of all the shows. Nicest dude in the world. Was the was the coolest. And attempted to run for political office. No, he was the mayor. He, he, was, was, the mayor. he was the mayor. He was the mayor and then of he Cincinnati. Got, <laughs> he I think he was he had to step down because he did pay off a uh, you know an adult worker <laughs> really with a check. With I, a be- check. I Not believe with it a was check. a check. Jerry, you wrote him a check. The most the easiest way if I'm, to if get I'm recalling caught. correctly, I think you're right. I think I remember that story where Jerry Springer. But he was got, ma- he was he was mayor. He was he was a lawyer and a mayor, and you know, like was a public servant before all that. You you know, I it saw, has your counting and your routing on there. This gave is, a hooker <laughs> a check. Come on, man. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. You know the songs, but do you know them when they sound this bad? It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. You know, there's a lot of people out there that think that they are musical talents. And I didn't know that people were so unself-aware until I started watching, like, that first season of American Idol, where people would walk in, they think that they've got it, and they just don't sometimes. I mean, William Hung made a career off of that. I often wonder... Where is William Hung today? You know what a really funny story is? Is William Hung somehow got connected to me. He's working on some new thing, but I've got a production company. He was emailing me, I swear to God, three months ago, maybe. Really? <laughs> he wanted to partner on something. I'm and like, you didn't partner? Nah, man. For shame. That, Dave, that, that ain't for me. You could have been <laughs> Dave Hung. Simon Cowell, yes. <laughs> well, one of the things we love about this game is that there are so many people out there who take a chance mm-hmm. and they record these songs and they upload them to the internet for our listening pleasure. All right, so Jim is joining us today. How are you, Jim? Doing pretty good. So here's how it works. We've got 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these songs. Go ahead and listen to the entire thing and then make your guess. If you get the artist and the song, you're going to get a full point today. And you can use Mahoney and Audrey one time Hello. each as a lifeline, okay? So you got to get the artist and the song both? Artist and the song for a full point. If you just get the song or just get the okay. artist, you get a half point. So They like to, okay. you know, we'll try encourage to help you. you to win. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll try to help you if we okay. can. All right, so here we go. 30 seconds on the clock for this one. I will say this one uh, is not very popular. It's only got 22 views so far online from an artist called You Can Sing Better. Here we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jim, the 30 seconds is up. Go ahead and make your guess if you know it. Every breath you take by the police. That is correct. Well done. You are on the board with a full point. Very nice. He did kind of sound like, uh, like it's, Don't you say it, that. If Sting was feeling tantric. I just got like <laughs> hit in his head. <laughs> All right, Jim. Well done. Here we go. There are on, shades of it. Yeah. yeah. Here, here we go on to number two. This is from War DM. Also, uh, not that popular. Sixty-four views on this bad boy. Here we go. Oh, 
That sounds like me driving down the road. It sounds like a Bob Dylan mashup with that. All right, Jim, do you know it? Walk This Way by Aerosmith. Crushing this game today, Jim. Well done. What was that person's name? Wardy M? Wardy M, yeah. War DM, that's like war in the DM. Mm-hmm, oh, I thought it was or, like war T M or DM as in Dungeon Master. Oh, that could be like it. he's a Warhammer Dungeon that's Master. That's where you went with Dungeon Master. Okay, here we go. Yes. On to number three. This one is skips fails at singing. It's got two hundred and seventy-seven views. You are doing great. No lifelines used at all so far. Just a small town girl. Stop it. <laughs> Living in a lonely world. <laughs> Take a midnight train going anywhere. The city boy, parlays himself to trouble. <laughs> midnight train going anywhere. Absolutely perfect. No notes. That is spectacular. <laughs> Jim, what do you got for us? Don't. Stop Believing by Journey. That is right. That is Another so full bad. point. I have been <laughs> drunk and done a worse rendition of that song. Is that true? I Please thought I was like a kid going true. through puberty. I mean, like, I kind of felt bad laughing. No, it was that so is, that squeaky. Is, that, is a, that is an adult. That, that adult chose to upload that to the internet. That is oh. fair game. Don't you yeah. feel bad? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> All of this is fair they game. They had to click upload. <laughs> and wait. And, and wait for time. Process. Process. Entitled that. Hours. <laughs> All right, Jim, you can win it right here if you get a full point on this one. Uh, this is from Vital Remains. It's got 914 views on this bad boy. Here we go. Stop it right there. Ooh, these are right, horrible. Oh, that was I hard really want to get to the hook on that. I know. That I don't know, and I can't help you. Jim, do you know it? Oh, yeah. Go for it. In 1984, I seen this band, and they were so good. You got another thing coming by Judas Priest. Oh, wow. Jim! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Warmed up for him. 1984, best concert ever. Love Dude. to hear that, brother. This is Dave and Mahoney. You know, it's funny when you think about stars and people that have kind of broken through recently. If I just say one word, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about without even saying their name. Zendaya. No, that's not that. Oh. I'm going to say that's the same thing. Yes. Is it? Are you going to say Daddy? Daddy. Yeah. And I'm going to say Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Pedro Pascal, obviously, you know, Mandalorian was a big role for him. Last of Us was another huge breakthrough. But there were so many roles that led up to yeah. those roles and that mean, we that's, forget that's about. Normally, how it works, right? Like he was in Game of Thrones. And he was in Game of Thrones. He was in Narcos. Narcos was a big one as well. Like he was really good in Narcos. Like what did they say it takes twenty years to become an overnight celebrity? Yeah, it's, it takes ten years of hard work to be an overnight success. Yeah. Yep. And uh, but Pedro Pascal is now uh, one of the hottest stars in Hollywood, and he's starting to get these nods towards some really significant roles and I'm really quite interested in this one because I think it fits him perfectly especially after everything that he did in his role for Game of Thrones they're talking about him joining the Gladiator sequel love it so 
Does Gladiator need a sequel? Yes, it was a good movie. Maximus dies. Spoiler, sorry, 22 years later, I apologize. Isn't it wild that Gladiator did $460 million at the box office? First DVD I ever bought. The reason I bought a DVD player was for the movie Gladiator. Yeah, but what do you, like $460 million at the box office is obviously a lot of money. But but that's also 20 years ago. I know, I know, but I mean, you think about like the Mario Brothers movie and the fact that it's done over a billion dollars and you're like, Gladiator only did four hundred million. But that's, I mean, million. but again, adjusted for inflation, they're about the same right now. Yeah, but again, like but Mario th- Brothers is only a few weeks out. It's yeah, like but that's also in. an established brand that's been there sure. for 40, sure. 40 yeah. years. I don't know. I'm just looking at Gladiator and some of Ridley Scott's latest stuff. It just doesn't inspire uh, confidence. In me, you know, I think Pedro Pascal is a great actor, but like, do we need some sort of sequel to Gladiator? Is it a sequel or is it just like? Well, I mean, it's Gladiator, Gladiator Two. It's so. it's, it's the story that that's continuing. It's not the same thing. It's not like they're remaking Gla- Gladiator or something like that, right? I mean, Every, this is like, and everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. I don't know. I'm a big Pedro Pascal fan. I like him in that type of role. Because he kind of plays the underdog, you know, which Russell Crowe traditionally hasn't done very well, but he actually did well in that role, obviously. So Pedro Pascal, I'm all about it. I think that uh, Denzel Washington is going to be in the movie as well. Okay, Uh, Connie Nielsen is going to be returning as well uh, with with her former role in the Gladiator series. I just like you. You say Denzel. All right. Okay. Now you're on board. Yeah. All right. We'll see. (laughs) Because Denzel doesn't just like accept roles that he doesn't just knock out of the park. Uh, But he's always just Denzel Washington at this point. Well, he's transcended. He's transcended. Yes, because. You're just like, yeah, Denzel Washington. But it's but not like The in Rock a, but playing a, The in Rock. a toga, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, wait, no, maybe I'm off of it now because Denzel in a toga. No, they made a movie. There was a, there was a Coen Brother movie that was on Apple Plus. It was like a, it was a, it was like a Macbeth or Othello. I forget one of those two movies and it was horrible. Can't. But I'll, I'll watch this. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a, leave a message. This is the voicemail. How many people have gone to sleep wearing cement shoes because of the Bills Mafia? We'll probably never know. Message deleted. <laughs> yes, the, Bill, the Bills Mafia is actually out here whacking people. That would be something, wouldn't it? No, I mean, if you're going to get murdered by the Bills Mafia, it would be a cement folding table that they yeah. threw mm-hmm. you into threw a you lake. Through. Yeah. I will say, as far as, like, all the fan bases around the country, the the Bills Mafia seems to be pretty lighthearted and fun. They just they're, feel like they're the, the tailgate central. Like, all I want to do is party with them. Yeah, the same. Like, I, I don't feel like you'd get stabbed at a Bills tailgate. Uh, you you may, may get thrown through a folding table. You though. may get thrown through a folding table, but that's in, in, in good fun. But I also feel like you may want to throw yourself through a folding table as well, which, Why? as a teenage boy... Uh, didn't you do some backyard wrestling? Oh, yeah. 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 We love backyard wrestling in Missouri. Do you, do you remember when that was a thing? Like, Boys are weird. Yeah. I mean, it was we, ICP. I mean, if you're going to compare a fandom to like ICP, the insane clown posse, the juggalos, the Bills, pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. Pretty close. But more fun. May a little I, less woodsy. May I ask, as a lady? Yeah. <clears throat> Why do boys do the most ridiculous stunts? Like, you guys played with fire. It's hardwired into us for some reason. I mean, when when I was growing up, Just we, destruction? Yeah. yeah. 
and I, I even see it with my own kids now, where like my oldest daughter, Sienna, who's seven, she's like very nurturing and she she's wants a caretaker. to have tea parties mm-hmm. and with her little baby dolls and just, you know, be a little mom. Just like the most little nurturing thing. Because she's looking at her mom be a mom. Exactly. And then my son, Duke, will just come over and just start kicking the babies. <laughs> just wants to destroy. <laughs> it's wild. It I is. Just- it's just, uh, there could not be more of an opposite yeah, of growing so up. Mahoney, uh, growing up in Missouri, uh, was backyard wrestling probably the most dangerous thing that you did? No. What? <laughs> for, for us, like we used to not build close. We used to build these ramps for our BMX bikes, and you would take the ramp and you'd go flying into the woods. Yep. It was it was off of a like a, a hill, and you'd hit the ramp and just go flying into trees. The invisibility that you feel yeah. when you're a kid. What we would do, we Survive. had a big ass tree with the tree swing which had a, like a knot at the bottom of it so like one big rope and then there was like a circular board that you would sit on and you, yeah. would, you would swing swing yeah. we would ride our bikes and then we had a friend who got a motorbike Ooh, and, and then hit the swing and you would like joust yeah. and then you would stick your arm out like you're gonna clothesline uh-huh. let the thing come up catch you in the armpit and then you would fling oh. 30 feet into the yeah. air that's, that's good burn. times but you're going who knows how fast, and then you would let your bike or the motorbike roll run down because there was a street below it. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. And, and so, I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's different now because obviously we had nothing to do. So it's like we just had to be out of the house. Summertime, everything's in reruns on TV. Your parents just were like, you're out. Go play your outside. Are and then, yeah. Spent your parents all day. are getting a divorce inside, so you're just like <laughs> playing outside. <laughs> As long, as long as you didn't come back with something that required an emergency room visit, they didn't care. No, yeah. they never ask questions. I literally used to get locked out outside. <laughs> like, I feel like that's legit. some trauma you gotta unpack. I turned out fine-ish. Yeah. Please leave a message after the tone. Audrey, what is one thing about boys oh. you didn't know until you got with one? Message deleted. Y'all are smelly. <laughs> I did not know. That you guys were such, so there's a thing that's going around on uh, TikTok called uh, Boyfriend Air. I'll teach you something. Oh, boy. So it's uh, a thing that's this new Gen Z thing, whatever they want to make up, where whenever you are around your boyfriend in the beginning stages of a relationship, you're going over to their house, Uh and there is no amount of hygiene that you can really come back as because they don't have the routine that women do, right? So like you're stuck if you shower over there and you've got to go to work the next day, you're using a freaking five-in-one shampoo and then heading to work and there's no makeup remover. So your makeup is like all down your face. So it's called boyfriend air because it like, you look like you got the air, like the life sucked out of you whenever you're going on to wherever you're going the next day if you stay the night. And it's because you guys, your routine is about one third of a woman's. Yeah, or we don't. just don't want you to stay the night. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Let's all play the movie quote quiz. Let's all play the movie quote quiz. Let's all play the movie quote quiz on Dave and Mahoney. Steve is joining us today for a round of the movie quote quiz. How are you today, Steve? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. Here's how the game works. We are going to have you go three for four. If you can get three out of the four correct, you are going to win. You do have one lifeline if you need it. These are all big popular movies that I'm sure you've seen over the years, but it can be kind of tricky to figure out what they are when you only get like 15, 20 seconds. Well, luckily, Dave, he has me to help. I did take a introduction to cinema class Mm, at my second community college that I attended, and I, uh, I did get an A in that. Did you really? I did. Is that the only class you got an A in? It's the only class at community college that I got an A in, yes. Excellent. All I right. also took a radio 
yoga class, too. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get an A in that, huh? Nope. That checks out. All right, Steve. So um, just real quick before we get going, uh, what is your favorite genre or your favorite film? Oh, John Ritter. John Ritter. That's oh. a good one. Okay. Um, all right, here we go. The first one, uh, about 20 seconds on the clock. Here we go. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Uh, Are you employed, sir? Employed? <laughs> you don't go out looking for a job dressed like that, do you? On a weekday? All right, Steve, do you know it? No, I do not know it. I'm sure that either one of these two can help out. Audrey, you want to give it to him? If he chooses me, do you choose me? Choose her. Sure. Uh, I'll take Audrey. Sure. <laughs> um, I actually have never seen this movie, but I just know the dude as uh -huh. the Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. That's that is literally my favorite movie. And something yeah. about white Russians and milk. That's, you should watch it. The those soundtrack. Are the two things that I know. Kenny Rogers in the first edition. I just stopped in to see what condition my condition is in. Is a banger. <sighs> you and your Kenny Rogers. I also know that about you, Mahoney. You are obsessed. You oh. follow him on Twitter, and he follows you back. No, that's Kenny Loggins. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a big difference. Oh. <laughs> All right. Here but we go. Kenny's are the same. Kenny Kinney's. On to number two. This one's going to take us back to, uh, to 1988 on this one. Here we go. You got me all wrong. You don't know how hard it is being a woman looking the way I do. Yeah, well, you don't know how hard it is being a man looking at a woman looking the way you do. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Okay. I'm Playing just drawn cake. that way. Ooh. Do you know it, Steve? Strong that way. I almost, it almost brings me back to like the Godfather part. Mm. No. no. You have one tree. person no. who you can rely on in this. I am burnt, but Mahoney is still available. Do you want to tag Mahoney in? I'll tag Mahoney. That is who framed Roger Rabbit. That is correct. Patty Cake, Patty Christopher Cake. Christopher Lloyd's scariest role oh, of his I've career. Yeah. That was a long time ago, but it's Horrifying. all right. Horrifying. The lifelines Horrifying. have worked out well for you, so you got two correct. Here we go on to number three. This is one of my favorite comedies. This one takes us back to 1994. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp, Lloyd. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Lloyd, Lloyd. You guys, enough. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Oof. Uh, oh, I know the movie is like right there. Um, called him Lloyd. There's a Harry in there as well. Kind of a dumb movie. That's about all the hints <laughs> we can give you. Yeah, that's about all the hints. I, dumb. I'm stumped. Okay, I'm not calling you dumb. No, that's not I'm, it. I'm, call, I'm calling. I'm calling the movie <laughs> dumb. Okay, it's not Dumb and Dumber. It he is Dumb and Dumber. No. There, we, there we go. I mean, oh man. Listen, I. If you want to give it to him, Dave, go ahead. He did say it. Yeah. He did say it. All right. Let's All just right. move on. Okay. Last one. If you get this correct, you're going to win today. That's nice. What is it, a sapphire? Oh, my God. A diamond. A very rare diamond. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. Wearing this. All right. Wearing only this. It was about a ship. It's on a boat. <laughs> it sank. Oh, like, not the Titanic. Yes. Yeah. Very fitting. Like we hit an iceberg. 
Chip. So this has become quite the hot topic online. Some people saying it is totally fine. Others saying this guy is a clown. You guys tell me what you think. A uh, 70-year-old man just uh, won a poker tournament in Florida. Okay. That's not any sort of news other than the fact that this guy, his name is uh, David Hughes. He finished first in the $250 buy-in Ladies No Limit Hold'em event that happened at the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Showdown. So according to anti-discrimination laws, Florida casinos are not technically permitted to ban men from entering a woman's event. He earned $5,555 for his victory. Dave, this is literally and figuratively a dick move. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This guy just went in knowing the rules and just swept all these women clean. It's so what makes it, I mean, obviously men are better at women than almost everything. Uh, For sure. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Joking. Uh, Yeah, for sure. The, uh, the thing is, is that they also put a bounty on his head. So some people had figured out that obviously this guy. So they're you know, coming for him. Was, was, yeah, was needling people and he was playing in the women's event, even though he's a dude, which is he a didn't put on move. a wig or nothing. He just nope. showed up, dude. Just total his dude. Just total 70 year old guy. Just doing his, his, the whole bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a professional <laughs> poker player heard about it and she actually put a $300 bounty on his head. And there was several others a that bounty matched on him. his head. So yeah. basically, if you knock this guy out, then you're going to get. I mean, the total prize pool for winning the the whole tournament was five thousand five hundred fifty five bucks. But the bounty got up to two thousand dollars on this guy's head. So obviously, people were trying to knock him out because you'd get an additional two thousand dollars along with all of his chips. Hey, man! If you knock this guy out, if the rules are laid out like that, and if you can come in there and do that, I mean, but unfortunately, nobody did. Yeah, because he he's a seventy year old guy he's just grinding. Yes, who's gonna skew? Who doesn't care about the you know the rules or you know maybe even just the other things? This guy, he's the, like he's the guy we run into when we're playing poker when you just you just. He just ruined your whole weekend. Yes, you want to come in there and just have fun for like an hour and a half, and this guy's just sitting there for a month waiting for his pocket aces. Always the worst, but he ended up winning the thing, so good for he you. He played the game. Loser. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a, leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey guys, uh, do you think the world would be a better place if someone like Iron Man actually existed? Message deleted. No. Absolutely no, not. No, no, because they would use it for evil. Yes. Everyone that has like all of the a cool little power. bombs and stuff, yeah, has, has power, they almost always use always. it for evil. Even just with money. Like take the equation out of like the brilliance that Iron Man has and like his genius. <laughs> People just with a little too much money never put it to good use. Yes, Bezos and Elon. Morons. Like, you guys get filthy rich. You can solve world poverty in a flick of a second, and you choose to not. Nah, you're going to Coachella. (laughs) Like, what are you doing, Jeff Bezos? You are the, like, you may, you're one of, like, one of the top five richest dudes in the world. We're the richest guy for a moment. Yeah. What are you doing wearing... A button-down shirt that's unbuttoned all the way down to your navel you know what, at though? Coachella. You what can't hate because it, once no, you, you douche. No, I think so. It is very <laughs> douchey, but like I'm also a douche, so I feel oh, like God. if I had that amount of money and if I already put in the work and got out, like I mean, he's sold. He's no longer the CEO. I mean, he's like a part owner or whatever it is of Amazon now. He doesn't have to work, so now he has he is in his Coachella. 
button your shirt up. Yeah. Nobody needs to see dude navel. No, I never, so here. ever. Dave Farah, you look at me right now and tell me whenever you're in Greece or Mykonos or wherever you're no, at. No, that's a shirt off. That's a, There's a big difference, difference between shirt I'm off. I'm never or wearing a un- shirt unbuttoned all the way down to my navel. Yeah, never. And then like still partially tucked in. Okay. Uh, you're giving me this incredulous look right now, Audrey, At least three buttons deep. I'm that's not, not saying navel. if I had that kind of money, I would absolutely also be a douche. Thank you. But because I, I don't, I'm mad. And we would not do good with our money. <laughs> no, we I would also be evil. We are understand. Not even it. like intentionally, just by by no, proxy. We would I do would it. smite people for fun. Yeah. I do that, oh, and yeah, I'm yeah. poor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, you're a great dad. Hey, Mahoney, you're an okay son with a good relationship with his dad. How do I make my dad love me? I'm talking quick fix here. Nothing that takes years, please. I, I don't have that kind of time. Message deleted. Buy him a cigar. Yeah. Or a bottle of scotch. Do you, you know, like talk pretty, to your dads? We're pretty simple people. Yeah, I talk to my dad all the time. Like dudes talk to, well, your dad's also a psychologist. Yeah, my dad, so my like dad's, dad's a real, he, he's like a real good talker, you know. <laughs> like anytime that I need like real life advice, I call my dad. Yeah. You know, because like he'll just tell me like how it is. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah, not going to sit there and sugarcoat it. But he he also does a thing where I think I need to get much better at this as a dad myself where he'll actually go, hmm. And he'll think about what well, he's going to say before he just starts blabbing. See, I'm on the other end of that. Like, your dad gives you real talk. You know, when my dad just passed a couple months ago, but, like, I would talk to him on a pretty regular basis. Mm-hmm. And usually it was just me complaining yeah. and him telling me whatever I wanted to hear. Oh, see, then which is, there is something to be said about that. Which was the greatest, which was the greatest, yeah. you know? And it's just like, man. I don't, I don't know which one I would prefer. I don't know if I would want somebody just to, like, co-sign on everything or if I would want somebody to tell me, like, you're being drama queen. Because I get both from both parents. Like, yeah. each one gives me whatever, like, I feel like I need at the time. But I saw somebody online who was like, you need to, to before you disclose how you're trying to vent, you need to say whether or not you're wanting validation for your beliefs. Bleh, or if you're actually wanting somebody to talk you through You don't the have those conversations with your parents, though. You don't say, I'm mom, I hey, mom, dad, I need validation. validation. No, that's a millennial Gen Z nonsense. <laughs> like, shut up. I went to war. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So this is a pretty wild story about Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant has claimed that the son over in the UK has burglarized his home and tapped his landline to get information about his personal life. First question is, who cares that much about Hugh Grant? Also, as- like, he had a pretty public, like, embarrassment back in the 90s with Divine Brown and the hooker scandal the when hooker he was dating. Like, yeah. what, like, other dirt are you trying? Like, you're not going to embarrass Hugh Grant. Right. At, th- at this point, like, what does Hugh Grant have to lose? But What? Hugh Grant is a huge star. He literally just came out with, well, not literally just came out with, but he's had movies within no, the last... Like, saying, but you're not going to embarrass him. He's had no. the, one of the biggest celebrity scandals of the last several decades. It was a pretty big deal when that happened. And he was with Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, time, yeah. Right? Yes. And Elizabeth Hurley was then and is still one of the most beautiful people on earth. And everybody was like... What I just fumbled that bag. Yeah. Fumbled the bag. Fumbled yeah. the bag. Yeah, it's, it's literally like the you have steak at home, but you're going out for hamburgers. Sort of. Hey, man, sometimes McDonald's hits. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 Mahoney. I mean, it does. I like, I mean, I don't, no. sometimes I want to grill, clean oh the, my clean gosh, that. Gosh, I'm not just speaking metaphorically. We I'm talking literally. Sometimes I just want McDonald's. I want a 10 piece. Dude, literally, <laughs> ladies, we're never the problem. It's never us. It's these men who sit here craving McDonald's. Those fries? Jesus Those Christ. fries do make me Hot apple pie? I can't. I can't. McFlurry? 
Murray? Shut up, so, Mahoney. So the, <laughs> he's talking about all the good attributes of not his wife. Um, okay, so the reason why this is a story is okay. because... You know, when you first hear this, you're like, okay, Hugh Grant's making stuff up. There's no way that like a tabloid is essentially breaking into his house to tap his landline. But I guess Prince Harry is also suing NGN over an alleged unlawful information gathering of two of his properties. So the Sun and the now defunct News of the World claimed that his private information was unlawfully accessed. So, I mean, there's a, kind of a history I mean, they here. hacked those phones, if you remember a few years back. Like, it was whatever the paper was, the tabloid, they did that. And, you know, they ended up accessing that, unfortunately, that girl who was missing and dead, her phone, and gave them. It's like, so this is not beyond the scope. So, hopefully, if they are doing that, the people who are guilty of this are held responsible. Or even just thinking about something that we all know very publicly in the space that TMZ did, leaking the photos of Kobe Bryant before Vanessa even found out. I mean, ta- the tabloids need to be under absolute an abs- a-, a microscope right now. I mean, you guys are doing things that are just immoral. Like going out for McDonald's Stop when you got steak it, at home. Dave. Hey, it's over 24 hours <laughs> in certain locations. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. All right, so I'm going to ask you guys a quick question here. I'm going to show you two mug shots. They're both around the same age, mid-20s to early 30s. They're not bad-looking people. One's male, one's female. Uh, One of them ran from the cops in a Nissan Versa, and the other one pooped on somebody's car. Which is which? Oh, no. The chick pooped. You'd think. You'd think. No. It turns out that the guy pooped on somebody's car in the villages in Florida. Yes, love that place. Uh, Because it was a romantic rival of his. And we've talked about this guy before. If you recall this story, Mahoney, Mm -hmm. the reason why it came back up is because they just handed him his sentence for pooping on somebody's car. What do you think that the sentence is for pooping on your romantic rival's car? I think it needs to be something with a two involved. (laughs) Two years, two months, two weeks. Probation. Unfortunately, they just did not get the... The humor of that, it's one year on probation, 40 hours of community service. Come on, man. Like, you got to have some creative sentencing going on here, judges. 22 hours of community service. So tell me more about this lady who ran from the cops in a Nissan Versa. Because, uh, again, uh, great gas mileage. So did she just outrun them because she got better miles per gallon? Yes. (laughs) No, She outran the cops. So, I mean, they may have backed off because they were like, all right, we're not going to chase this idiot. Yeah, we don't want to put the public at risk. They pulled her over, and then she took off, but she got away from the cops. I'm like, you, if you're that cop in your supercharged vehicle, and you get outrun by a Nissan Versa, like, that just stinks. I feel like this is giving uh, Grand Theft Auto, like it's giving you were out of the proximity for long enough so the stars went down from four to one. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that is just exactly what happened, and they're like, you know what, we give up. Like, no knock on the on the police officers, kind of, sort of. I am No, you kind don't of chase somebody on. when you don't, like, if, they're not an nah, imminent, if there's not an imminent threat. No, I am pit maneuvering. If you give me a badge and a gun, I'm pit maneuvering everyone. Every Nissan even, Versa? Even, even if they didn't do anything wrong. You're right running away from the police. You're evading officers. We have seen <laughs> on cops, all of us have seen this on TV, where you get chased until so, you are caught. I, uh, on my way in to the station, I'm driving up the 202. And I'm going about, you know, 75, 80 miles an hour. And a car gets on the on-ramp. But it's like one of those ones where they're getting on the on-ramp, but they kind of come over to the middle lane. Oof. So I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. Jam the gas, get in the fast lane. And I'm going like 90, 95. As you do on the 200. But I didn't realize there was a car in the fast lane that was really going fast. Yeah. I mean, and then I look behind me and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe there's a car behind me 
already. And then he so realized it was I a get, cop? So I, I step on the gas some more, so I'm probably going 110 now. <gasps> what are you doing, man? Well, I'm Why trying to get, you I'm just try, get I'm over. Trying, so I'm trying to get over. I'm trying to get over. Hey, man, that's <laughs> a V6. The caps are going to come flying off. <laughs> the, the, the hood, the engine <laughs> is <laughs> rattling. <laughs> it wasn't rattling. It's a well-made automobile. It's got 140,000 miles on it. Exactly. It's got 140,000 miles. She's just been through it. So I start slowing down as I get over into the middle lane, and then I realize... This car next to me has not, they've slowed down as soon as they got next to me. I'm like, so what, they're mad at me now? Yeah. I look over. It is a highway patrol officer. Ah. And he is pacing me now. Cool. I look over. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him. Then he just peels off and then cuts in front of me, flips his lights, and then exits the uh, highway. That's your so he was, he was like, hey, buddy, yeah. I saw you. So, thank you. That Highway is your white privilege, sir. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Do you still leave voicemails? Hello? Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a... Leave a message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. You guys are the best. Hey, the best! Keep rocking on. Message deleted. <laughs> I yeah. love that we uh, we can entertain some drunk folk. I like that he had a sidekick with him, man. Like that that that's that's a good call. You guys are the best. Yeah, hey, the best. We need to keep rocking on. We need to incorporate that into some of our uh, our branding, Dave. <laughs> for sure, we do. <laughs> a drunk guy in the background. Yeah, I think that's pretty appropriate for what 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 that that is on brand for what we do. Absolutely. Please leave a message after the tone. Which one of you is most likely to write a book, go on tour, and become a professional speaker? Message deleted. Mm. Dave. None of us are going to write a book. No, first I don't have. I don't. I, I could hire a ghostwriter to write yeah. the book for me. Well, that's you yeah. would just like tell them what to write, and then and then you would go out and speak about it. If you're yeah. not, if you're a famous person who's not a good writer, do not write your own book. Hire a ghostwriter. Yeah. Make up stories. Nobody fact checks it. Just make it an interesting read. Yeah, I mean, our, our our boss was telling us about how, like, Steven Tyler's book is a mess. I'm like, how is that possible? Because he wrote it himself. If you're Steven Tyler, like, get somebody in there to fix that stuff. Like, writing is an art form. Stop thinking that you can do that. Also, it's just a lot. I mean, have, I've tried to write a book before. You have. Mahoney, I start, I've started. I've started a couple Mahoney, books. Mahoney. What was your What was your book going to be about? It was a fantasy novel, kind of oh, like really? Lord of the Rings. Oh, it didn't I work. Did out some well? world building. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the characters, you know, kind of, you know, had an idea and it just. Uh, Did you model any of the characters after yourself? Oh, I mean, God. the hero. The Stop. Hero. Tall. I have blonde. secondhand embarrassment. Uh, I carried a big sword. Oh, God. This is David Mahoney. I told you guys this before, and I will say it again. Parrots absolutely freak me out. They live too long. The fir- They absolutely live too long. Yeah. What's a bird doing living 80 years? But now, researchers at Northeastern University, in collaboration with scientists at MIT, have found that a group of parrots can start making video calls to each other and forming friendships. Parrots? Yes, so the domesticated birds were taught to use Facebook Messenger for video sessions on tablets and smartphones. As researchers wondered, if given the choice, would the parrots call each other? And the results were a resounding yes. I mean, 
their jobs, quite literally, in the wild is to make calls to each other across <laughs> across the jungles. I wouldn't say that's their job. They're just in out there forest. trying to get laid. Every time you hear a bird yell, that's just be like, hey, you, hey, hey, you up? Hey, you up? You we're up, just you making up, it easier for them. <laughs> now we're just making it easier. But now I've got another parrot story to couple with that. So Florida Highway Patrol troopers received several calls of a man deriving erratically. Uh, and they thought maybe he was drunk in Clearwater, Florida. So they pulled him over, and when they approached the car, they found that a man was having an argument with his pet parrot. Yep. About what? They just the parrot healthy. was angry because it wanted to go home, and the man wanted to go to Clearwater Beach, and they were in the car yelling at each other. I wish I'm making this up. And this is a big parrot, Oh, too. that's a macaw. Yeah, that is a yeah. huge parrot. Look at I that I think thing. you turn the car around, then you go back home. Yeah, like, I'm going to take you home, put you in your cage, and then I'm going to go to the beach. This guy was just trying to have a fun day that with parrot, his parrot. That's not a party parrot. Take me home. Or is this like one of those parrots that, like, he's out there on the beach, always trying to hustle everybody for pictures with it, and the parrot's oh, like, I'm sure. not getting my cut. I'm not working today, <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's exactly what it was. It's my day off. <laughs> Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Because your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen, all at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs> Woof, 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 woof.